Hello, guys. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Soccer Pod, one of the podcasts by the Nuri Delight Network. On this episode, we're going to be discussing the sixth game week of the English Premier League. We saw beautiful things emerge. Arsenal lost their first game at Old Trafford to Manchester United. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast never saw this coming. But yeah, I'm as happy as everyone is on earth. I mean, we've always we've all been waiting for this day to happen. And yeah, God has served us. I'm sure Mohamed Doha has a lot to say. Another thing that happened this week was we saw Ivan Tony bag an amazing hat-trick. We also saw Man City draw Aston Villa at Aston Villa's stadium. And yeah, a lot of things to talk about. Chelsea drew to West Ham 2-1. We saw Ben Chilwell shining, coming up from the bench and giving an assist and also contributing to the goal sheet after a very, very poor after a very, very long injury, I mean, he's coming up to, to shine. We're all going to talk about this. And just as you know, at the end of the game week, we're going to be giving our FPL prediction. So, yeah, if you're new to this podcast, ensure you follow and follow us on our Instagram page at underscore soccer pod. Ensure you also subscribe to the platform that you're listening to so you always be notified about each, every, each and every episode that drops weekly. So yeah, before we go deeply into today's discussion, I would love to introduce our guest. Just as you know, my right-hand man, I mean, the, one of the major Arsenal fans in the building, Mohamed Toa, who has been with us from the beginning, from the first season of, from the first episode of of this podcast. Mohamed Toa, what's up? How are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm all right. No, okay. So good to be here. I... <laughs> I know you guys are ready to cook me, but then I, I, I'm sure I'm going to represent all the Arsenal fans listening out there. So, yeah, so, so excited right. about the episode. <laughs> well, we have we have a lot to discuss. I mean, we've we've seen your team do wonders. Is this going to be <laughs> a, a, a turn for your team? Would would get to, we get there? We're going to talk a lot about Arsenal. Yeah, we have two new two new guests on this show. One is a devoted Manchester United fan, um, Ibrahim Olarewaju. What's up? How are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm sure you're you're super pumped. Your team just got a very good victory. And mind you guys, this is the second time in my this is the second time I'm supporting Manchester United, like in my life. So Ibrahim Olarewaju, what's up? How are you doing? I know. Oh yeah, no. I see I said it's good to be here, man. Like it was a good win in the weekend against a tough opponent. I mean, I knew it was going to happen, to be honest with you, like, but it was very satisfying. And yeah, it's good to be here. Let's move on. Thanks. Mad, 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 mad. I love, I love your confidence. I love your confidence. <laughs> um, we have, we have a new... I love your confidence, to be honest. Yeah, we have a, we have a new Arsenal fan on board. I mean, he's going to be alongside with Mohamed Doha. Um, Ajiboye, what's up? How are you doing? How are you feeling? This is your first loss of the season. How does he? Uh, how does he feel? Yeah, to be honest with you, this this loss like was like really deep, deep, deep because like even from preseason, like we've been having wins, wins, wins. So this one just came like kind of like a reality, you know? A reality. How we could, that we could actually lose a game. Man, it was it was really sad, but like <laughs> as, 
I mean, I mean, it's it's right time for you to go back to where you belong. But yeah, we're okay. going to <laughs> we're going to we're going to dwell on that later during the podcast. Um, and yeah, our list, our last guest for today, a devoted Manchester United fan who has been on this uh, podcast for several so for several episodes, Adimola Kodri. How does it feel being a champion against Arsenal? Well, um, if I'm being honest, like Arsenal versus Man United is my favorite fixture in like the whole of football. So like to come out on top against Arsenal in the way we came out on top, like it wasn't just like it we it was a lucky win. We defeated them comprehensively and Basically, we trumped them in every aspect of football. Was it defending, build up, attacking and being clinical? We actually outclassed them. We outfought them and we outplayed them. It was a very fine victory. I don't think anything can ruin my mood. Like for the whole of this. Were you expecting the win? Be very honest. Like before the game, were you confident? If I was being very honest, I thought it was going to be something like a smash and grab 1-0 win. I thought it would just beat them 1-0 and the guy is going to make like 10 saves or some stuff like that because they have actually been very good. They have been very good this I, season. Like, um, chill now, bro. Chill, chill. I can feel the energy in your blood. Don't worry. We're going to get there. We'll talk about it. So, yeah, we'll get there because even the cops inside they look up. Live up, live up, live up. You blood dirty, dirty ginger. Ingo see go back to where he belong. So yeah, we'll see now. Toha will see. She will be gathered there. I did for you now. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, let's let's go. Let's go into today's discussion. We're going to start with um the first major game of the week, which was between Liverpool and Everton. This is another draw for Liverpool, for Liverpool rather. A Merseyside derby, which was very, very tough. It was a very, very tough game between Liverpool and, and Everton. We saw a goal of Conor Cody cancelled. Um, both teams struck the bar severally. And yeah, it ended up a 0-0 draw. Gordon was superb. Toha, what do you feel about the match first? Um, I think people are, are tired of giving Liverpool excuses as the season goes by. Um, and yet again, we saw another lack um, below par performance from them. I missed the sec- the first half, I, but I was able to catch up with the second half. But I later catch some glimpses of the first half, and you could see that. Yeah, it's a debut. We shouldn't rule that out. It's always like intense when it comes to the Messi side debut or any debut you can think of. But you could see that Everton had the confidence to go out and meet and, and attack Liverpool. Unlike before that, you um the, the um Everton were going to be conservative and try to eat them on counter. It wasn't the case over the weekend, and they had a goal. But unfortunately, they could not just bang in a go. And I feel that they are really missing um, Carver Lewin. It's like their top man up there. 
Um, uh, Mopi is not really doing enough. It's too early. It's too early for him. But if I'm going to judge with what I'm, with what I've seen at Brighton, it's not really impressive even at, against that Liverpool. And I think I must make mention of Iwobi. Iwobi has really impressed this season. He's really doing a good job right this season with Everton. In general, um, I just. Uh, I think um, Liverpool are getting their players back, so we'll see how they are going to go with as the season progresses. But so far, they've been really, really, really be below par. Come, 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 come. Um, me honestly, like, what do you guys feel? I don't know. Was it only me that felt Mopi was impressive against Liverpool? Because he had, he no had about, he had about, he had about five, five shots. To be honest, like he was, he was really. Like yeah, I understand. That's, exactly, that's that's more play for you. Always not being clinical. That's it. and that's why you are the striker. You should score. <laughs> you get. Gordon was. Like, Gordon. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jibo, I think you also. <laughs> what do you mean by impressive? Because I watched the game from like beginning to the end, and I was not even impressed by this guy's positioning. There was this um counter-attack they were making. This guy was indecisive. A fucking striker. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, did you see the chance you also missed? Which one? The, which um... Of, which, of, which of the chances? The, the one, um, um, one-on-one, the Sita. Oh, against, yeah. um... I think that Mexico. was second half, yeah? Yeah, that was second half. And I don't know, I don't know, like, the beginning of the match, actually, when he got the ball, he, he made this kind of impression like, oh, wow, okay, pays here, new signing is here and all. But later on, it was, as if he was lacking the confidence. I don't know. Maybe... Well, I, 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 feel, I feel we shouldn't really judge him, to be honest. Like, look at it. Yeah, it's his first game in... It's his first game and he was playing against Liverpool. I mean, he had legs of Van Dijk at the back. So... Definitely, you shouldn't expect him to out if he if he performed exceptionally. Like we've seen big strikers fumble in front of this Liverpool backline, so I don't really think I'm going to write him off, to be honest. But yeah, we saw Gordon. Gordon was superb against Liverpool, to be honest. I really love. Like I'm I'm beginning to to swallow my words a bit because looking at him like for the past three games, he has really been out. Be really, really been um outstanding. His past two games yeah. he involved in goals, scored and and yeah, this game he almost scored. He he had a lot of created a lot of chances and was was very superb. Godry, what do you think about the match before we um Adimala? What do you think about the match before we go deep into Liverpool's performance? It was a very interesting game. Um. Before the game, I had seen some analysis about how Everton have been playing in recent games due to the lack of a striker and how uh, and how a new striker in the form of Neil Mopi was going to change the dynamics of how they attacked. And I watched um, Frank Lampard's pre-match conference before the game and immediately I said on the group that I think Liverpool are going to lose. But all things considering, it was a very good game. I was eager to see the midfield of Harvey Elliott and um, 
Fabinho along with Fabio Carvalho to see the dynamics of how they were going to play. And it was it was a very interesting matchup, even though um Fabio Carvalho had to go off early, but it was a very interesting game. Nonetheless, it's delivered on all fronts. Even though it was goalless, it was still a very interesting game. Yeah. Two things actually caught my attention, to be honest. Like, I don't know why why Klopp really made that substitution. Why why on earth could he have taken Trent Alexander-Arnold out by 59 minutes? I mean, it was very shocking. Like, it really pained me, to be honest. For fantasy guys, you know what's up. Like, why? So how, um, so how why did, why did, like, was it, did it make any sense? Uh, I think this, like, the third time was, Second or third time he's substituting um Trent during the game, which is so unusual. I don't I, I can't remember I it's really difficult to to remember Trent leaving a game or two. Like I still see do you get like I still see Robo I still see him substituting Robo, Robo. more often and bringing um semi cars and all. I really don't I really don't know, but it looks like what I could just what I can just found from, from it is that the system is not really strong now. And Trent's weakness is an issue. Yeah. So he needs yeah, like a defensive backup. He needs like you know, when this when the structure is very, very good, it's something that they can be able to 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 patch it up and keep the, the, the game forward. But now they are not they are unable to keep possession like they used to, and that's like a big flaw. Yeah. True, true. Actually, no, no cap, no cap. Ibrahim, I have, I have a big business with you. You know, we're we're discussing like a couple of, I was in a yesterday or day before yesterday during the match about um about Salah, Salah and Van Dyke's dropping their performance. Like honestly, anybody on earth right now has known this, starting from Van Dyke. He, he has he has he has really not been it to be honest. Like nowadays, he's very confident for you to beat him. On like I'm not saying he's flopping. No, I'm not saying he's flopping. You guys should quote me right. But like anybody looking looking at it realistically, you can see against Fulham, same thing. Mitrovic beat him about four times. He led to a penalty. And against Everton, we could see like so many chances being created. Everton in total had a total of 14 shots. This is very, 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 very unlike. Like, it's very unlike a small team playing Liverpool. If it was a big team, yeah, it could it could have been, like, maybe, yeah, we understand that they had a very a good attacking prowess. But for a small team like Everton, having as much as 14 shots, I mean, imagine the number of chances they could have created without shots. So what do you feel, Ibrahim? What do you feel about Van Dijk? Do you think there's a problem in the back of Liverpool? Um, <clears throat> I mean, if you say that he's dropped from, yeah, obviously, yeah, I can, I can, I can agree to that. But man, Van Dijk is still Van Dijk. He's still, if not the great, like the best centre back in the world right now. He's he's top three, not three. Like I understand what you mean, like the everything man. But we have to still take into account that. Everything we're playing at home, they're desperate for a win. They are going to bring their all. And it's a mercy side derby, man. That's how that match always goes. It's never easy. It's never easy. They are going to fight it out, bro. So, um, 
I don't know. I don't know. I think the match the match was interesting though, but well, he ended goalless now. So you can't really for Van Dyke's performance in that match because no goal was conceded, nothing happened. He did a solid job and all of that. If you talk about the match against um Newcastle, I can say maybe uh, Manchester United, I can say okay, but well, this match he was solid, he was solid in my eyes. So yeah, that's it. Well, no problem, man. Um, so yeah, that's all regarding Liverpool and Everton. I'm sure there are a lot of things um people listening want to talk about. Um, likes of Salah not being Salah also this season so far, and a lot. So yeah, if you have anything, any review, any comments you want us to create, you can drop it in the comment section or just drop a review for us. We're going to be new we're going to be moving to the next topic, which is Chelsea and West Ham. Um, this is another win for Chelsea, their third in the season. Philwell came off the bench and helped the club win 2-1 against West Ham. It was a very, very, very crucial win for the club. I mean, we needed it. Chelsea needed it. But yeah, our performance still hasn't been it. Toha, what do you think about it? Um, I, I, I saw Tukel trying to tweak a little um he started a little bit, but he he was too defensive for my liking. When I saw the lineup, I was like, Chelsea doesn't want to score. Because he, I think he used a three-five-two. And and I keep I keep saying it on and in this podcast that I don't know why he's still keeping Broja on the bench on the bench, which was so evident in that game when Broja came on. So um in all in all general sense, I feel that it's a little bit improved performance from the team. And I think due to the fact that um, Kovacic was playing, he started the game. And funny enough, I, I know that most of Chelsea fans will disagree with me because the so-called player I want to mention still may add some flaws when he came on, which is Jorginho. I just strongly believe that if he had started the game, unlike other games, unlike other games that he had started this season when Scante was not around, um, you had more control of the game against West Ham, which it would have he would have been a deciding factor. But unfortunately for him, again, he still had his flaws when he came on. So it's just really difficult to pack him up at the moment. So yeah, I feel that Broja should be starting games. Yeah, you got in Aubameyang, but he's not going to start games in until a couple of weeks' time because of his injury. Um, Sterling is still your best attacker, as I always say, even though you Chelsea fans don't like him, because most of the things are going through Sterling. And for West Ham, all... West Ham are just been being passive this season, and I feel it is just due to lack of confidence. And they, they, they've been unable to get goals. Their issues are just their, their issues just scoring goals. They are creating the chances, and which has I think made them drop a bit in confidence. But they should be fine going forward. They should be fine going forward. So it's a good game all around, end to end game. Chiwell Chiwell did a fantastic job when he came on. I think that's a competition going on there with Cucurella. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I, lo- I really love your analysis. I mean, you said a lot of things that I really wanted to address. So I don't think I'm going to say much. Jibo, what do you think? 
We saw Connect Goldbane Castle. Uh, um, the the VAR ruling. What's your stand on it? Do you do you really think is an is a the goal needs to be disqualified? Because like a lot of people have been roasting and saying it shouldn't have been because like it was a fair challenge. What do you think? Honest, honestly, what I feel is that it was too soft to be taken off. That goal was too soft. See, uh, did you see? Did you see um the one on Ramsdale? Which one? Which one was okay? Um, the corner kick. The corner kick. Yeah. When um um Mendy, when Mendy saved the ball, like Mendy pushed the ball away before the guy even jumped. But he hit ball it was, now. It was it was a collision. Um, like it was a collision. But like out was out of Mendy's hands already. May I just feel it was too soft, but it's kind of like controversial. It could have been given, it could have not. What do you think so, about the match? The match, well, like the other guy said, West Ham, they've not really been the West Ham we all know and everything. But I also expected it like a you know difficult match and everything because you know, these um small, small teams, all these sorry, debbies, irrespective of how bad they are, like when we link, you play. We've yeah. seen that with my Papu. Cool. And about um, Kukurela and um, Chiwell, me personally, for Chelsea, I feel Chiwell should be starting over Kukurela. Because even before Chiwell went on this um, his long injury, he brought these attacking options for Chelsea. And he also proved that when he came. Of course, Kukurela is good with picking his passes. And I noticed that in his game, like, he could pick passes and he's also solid defensively. But I just feel like Chelsea need more like attacking options because ah, you guys have Fofana, you guys have guys, you guys also need to score goals as well. Yeah, yeah, come. Um I'm going to I'm going to talk about a couple of things like before we round up. What um Adimala, what do you think about the match? In the... Adimala. Yeah, so like um uh yeah, so it was a very entertaining game. Like these days, it almost feels like Chelsea do not know how to play until like they are threatened by the opposition, and that one in turn springs them into action. Well, well personally, Sha, the way me I feel, the way I see it. I think Sushel is using some of his players in the wrong way. Like, for example, Galaga, like, Kono Galaga is not a deep midfielder. This, like, with the, with the loan that we, he had at Crystal Palace and the way he played that all of us watched, though, he's not a deep midfielder. He is a midfielder that likes to run into the box or attack. With the ball at his feet. He's not a deep midfielder and Tuchel has been using him as a deep midfielder. But that aside, when it also comes to the issue of um, Chilwell and Kikurela, when he was signing Kikurela, I thought Kikurela was going to come and play as the left centre-back because yeah. he played in that position a at lot. Brighton. At, at Brighton. He played in that position a lot at Brighton. So that is the position I thought he was going to come and occupy at Chelsea. I didn't think he was going to come and bend Chilwell. The thing is, Kikurela is better on the ball. 
He's very good at like build up play and picking the right passes. But Chilwell is a better uh, attacker of space. The attack space is better. And he also has more intelligent movements in the attack. That is, and that is for me, that is more instrumental to how Chelsea play because Chelsea struggle to get their attackers into the game without involving the wing backs. Yeah. And for that type of play to work, like the wing, the, the, the wing backs need to know how to attack space every time it is there. That is why Chelsea was, we are so successful last season with Chilwell and Rhys James. Yeah. I think before both of them, Went on injuries last season. They were having like very, very good seasons. Yeah. So but hopefully the club, the club actually had yeah. very good run. Yeah. So like hopefully Tuchel is going to understand, is going to like realize that he has to play Kukurela and Chilwell together instead of one, instead of the instead of one in place of the other. But that aside, I mean, it was a good game from Chelsea, considering the way they managed to get back into the game after it looked like they weren't going to get a result. And concerning West Ham, it's just one of those things. They are a very quality side. They'll pick up as the season progresses. They have good players. Um, Ibrahim, what do you feel about the match, Chelsea-West Ham? Ibro? I'm here, sorry. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I genuinely feel that Chelsea is going to suffer this season. Like, I know it. Like, like <laughs> all the, all, it's so obvious. Like, it, like they, I watched that match, the, the whole match. Like, they are so boring to watch. They have no attacking threat. Like, and it's only going to get worse. Alba is not going to solve your issues. He's not going to solve your issues. Sterling is not the person that's going to solve your issues. Pulisic is not it. You guys, um, Chelsea gave out Odoi, Ziyech. I, I, I still kind of believe in Ziyech. I think I, I, I watched him the match before this. He, he still has those long passes in his boots and that was still impressive. I, I Hopefully he picks up. But like I genuinely feel Chelsea is going to suffer this season. Like if they make top four, like for real, like that that is going to that is going to shock me, to be honest with you. Like if Chelsea makes top four, makes Champions League next season, like I feel they should be happy and okay with that, that they, they did well this season, honestly. Unless they make some serious January transfers in the attacking department, nothing for Chelsea, in my opinion, this season. For West Ham, um, West Ham, West Ham is West Ham. They're the tough side. They are going to they are going to do what they're going to do. I mean, they just brought in Paqueta. He's a, I've known him since his days at Lyon. Not really watched him as per se like that, but he's a tough player, Brazilian. He 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 has great footwork, and hopefully when he settles down, um, he gets going. Also with Skamaka, Skamaka was was banging those goals back at um. Sassuolo so when they get him fired up they should be good to go you know they still have Ben Rama they have a complete team Rice is there all of them so West Ham are going to pick up I still see them qualifying for the Europa if when they when they when they get their shit together and yet one more thing um Mendy I, I don't know I don't know what happened to that guy man like like he just he just he just he just has to get his shit together for real like we all know how good he is and he's been under like 
extreme, I don't know if it's pressure or it's just form. Hopefully it gets out of that and we see how it goes from there. So yeah, that's yeah. it. Come, come, come. So um, I'm just going to give a brief, a brief, basically my opinion in short. Honestly, I feel like the major problem now is because I see no reason why he, like, okay, fine. He didn't start Harvard just like everybody expected. But why is Broca not playing? Like, anybody who has been watching Chelsea's game this season would have seen how good, like, how how much of a potential Broca is. He's very strong, very fast, a very good attacking threat. Like, I, I saw a couple of minutes that he played against Southampton, and just about, about an hour ago, I was watching him, and I could see how many, how big of a threat he is. Like, he's a, he plays... I feel he's like he he's, he's he's playing like an Ibrahimovic because of his strength. Like he's a player that can push defenders. And sorry, I said Ibrahimovic like a coaster. He's a fighter. You can see like it's in his spirit. He's a warrior. He he can do. He's fast. He has that agility and he can score. So it's not. I don't know why Tuchel is still finding it very difficult. At least give him a ninety minutes. If he doesn't perform, then we can. We can know okay, yeah. But like I see you know, his feet. I mean, he just signed another six years contract to the club. So I see no reason why he's not starting. Honestly, I feel like our our major issue right now is Chelsea is Tuchel, just like I said in the previous previous episode, Tuchel really hasn't been able to like maximize this squad. And it's 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 dawning on us. Like I mean, West Ham has been bad this season, but I never expected it to one win like it's so poor last game of the week we do we lost to Southampton it's bad so yeah I really feel Tuchel needs to work thank god Aubameyang is here Wesley Fofana had his had his debut he was good in my opinion yeah he was good in as much as Chelsea considered but yeah it is what it is um we're going to be moving to the next discussion in a bit so guys so, yeah, we're going to be moving to the next topic of discussion, which is Tottenham against Fulham. Hurricane has scored again, making it his fifth of the season. Mitrovic banged an amazing goal, making it his sixth of the season. Both players have been superb this season. Um, Ibrahim, what do you think about them? Mm. Mitrovic, man, had high expectations from him coming from his 40-goal season at the championship. So, he, seeing him score these goals, I'm not surprised. Um, I know I didn't watch him in the championship. I think I watched one or two full-on matches, but the fact that he scored 40 goals in the championship, like, it has to come for something. That, like, I'm not surprised at all. Like, he even scored a cracking goal the other day against, I forgot the team, but it was, like, something from FIFA. You know, you know that, that are too short now. Like, he moves to the side, boom. Like, that's, yeah, that goal was mad. That's I didn't think I'd ever see from him, but, like, I was I was, I was, was really amazed by that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's what I feel about him, man. Um, so, how do you feel about him, Mitrovic? Like, I, I think I was saying it on this episode, on this podcast, Guy, I've discussed this with over with almost everybody I know. Even during the transfer window, like he was part of the players I was pushing for Chelsea to get. Honestly, like I feel Mitrovic can bank twenty plus goals this season, and you can see it. I mean, he's just in Fulham, and he has been exceptional. He has been like this. 
for almost all seasons that he has played, except just one of the seasons that he was that he had the problem in Premier League. Like, what do you feel about him? Yeah, like I said in the previous episode, um, we we know that is 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 an integral player, an important player for Fulham. But there were just a little bit question marks that he he was going to be if he was going to be able to replicate that form because. Three seasons ago, when when they came to the Premier League, was that three seasons ago? The season, the season before they came, he scored thirty plus goals in the Champions League. And when they came to the Champions to the Premier League, he could not replicate that performance, and they went back to the Champions League, um, to the Championship. I mean, so that was that was the question marks over him that. Could he replicate it? The quality is there. We know that it's there. But right now, it looks like Fuam are better equipped, like um, better equipped than the last time they came to the Premier League. And they have a very good manager in Marco Silva. You could you could see it in the in their setup, in their in their low block, in their middle block. It's really, really important. And as for Tottenham, as I always say, I don't know. Whenever I watch Tottenham this season, it just looks like they just get away with the points. They have not really impressed me. I don't know why. I, I against Nottingham Forest, I said the same thing. Uh, Nottingham Forest possessed bro, them. Bro, Nottingham Forest. Hope, hope you are Nottingham aware. Forest. Wait, wait, wait. Hope you are aware. You are just <laughs> above them. So what I don't understand say? where where this your opinion is coming from. You are just one point. What did you say? I, yeah, that's what I'm saying now. That's what I'm saying now. Like whenever I watch them, if you watch them, I watch them against Nottingham Forest. I, to be honest, I, f- I feel that Nottingham Forest should have won the game. But yeah, there's just one thing about Tottenham, and which really goes a long way for them throughout the season is having these world class players in their team, like clutch players, like players that can just come on and just pop goals for them. Anywhere, yeah, Son has not been been that man this season, but we could, we can see that Kane has been delivering their goals. I don't know, they just they just find a way to score goals and win the games. Because towards the end of the game against Fulham, Fulham was like ready to get back into the game and draw the game, but unfortunately for them, it couldn't happen. Um, I feel that if they continue like this, it's just it's just about time. It will just be like Chelsea's last season when. Most of their goals were coming from the fullbacks, and uh, it's little doomed them. Then when they when when they their fullbacks got injured, let's yeah. see how it goes. I'm I'm not yet. Just like you turned your into when Manchester. Uh, rest, rest, rest. <laughs> yeah. So let's go. Um, Jibo, what's up? What do you think about Mitrovic? I mean, no. what what well, do you think about him? Well, we all have seen so far. That guy, that guy has been a crazy striker. That's what you call a proper nine. Like, he's always pressing next. Even if he's not there, like, he'll be as if he's almost invisible. Like, before you know it, he just pops up and fucking strong. And the guy knows how to pick his shots. He's a da, he cannot. Like, yeah. that is a fantastic he two, player. He has two header goals and four shots with his right leg. Perfect shot. True. There was a particular one um added against some um, Arsenal. If you see that header, it's almost as strong as Saka's 
shot. Like I don't know like that. <laughs> oh my god, Ronaldo <laughs> saved that ball. I I was screaming that day, bro. bro, bro, that, bro. that was a bullet header. Yeah. Well, Come. about the um the Tottenham team. To be honest, I, I don't know. I'm I'm fucking scared about the way this Kante is moving. Like the other guy said, I've also, I've also been watching their games. I've been watching them because I'm an Arsenal fan, like, and I don't want them to succeed, obviously. And they've always been above us. But they've just that's my points. man. That's my man. You be OG. <laughs> nice bro, nice bro. <laughs> my guy, the like the uh, they yeah, get yeah. me with you. Then they give this um 2017 Chelsea vibe. They're they just getting away. But like ah. Uh, we, um, hopefully they can drop Sunshine and I watched the Nottingham game even the um, Fulham towards the end I watched part of it they were, it's just as if um, Tottenham would just like sit back then attack then go they have Kulisevsky brilliant player he almost makes the right decisions every time if he makes one pass it's as if the pass is almost accurate King is there to score so like I don't Russia. I I just hope they drop points real soon. Um, amen, um, amen, amen. Um, um, we're going to move to the next um topic. If Anthony bagged the hat trick, Demola, what do you feel about this boy? He's popping. Demola, what do you think about Anthony? Uh, is I love him. Like I I actually really do, love him. Do you have him um, in your fantasy? No, I don't, but I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him in. I wanted to, I wanted to like wait until they had favorable fixtures before I got him. But I had like, I would have gotten him this previous weekend, but I had three players that were injured that I had to take out. So I couldn't get him in. But like concerning Ivarantoni, bro, like even before he came to, Premier League, me, I was already gassed about watching him because the season that he spent, like Brentford last is their season, their promotion season. Yeah, he's, he broke the championship goal record. I think he scored 35 goals and he assisted 10. He assisted 10 goals. He scored 33 goals and he assisted 10, and he assisted for that 10 goals. So that was 43 goal involvement in 45 games. I know it is championship, but do you know how mad that is? That's like crazy stats. And when he came to when he came to the Premier League, I was observing the way he plays. He's a he's like a hybrid of like a gunman, like a proper striker that can score, he can terrorize defenders, it can shoot, he can hit, and a striker that can also bring players can also bring his teammates into play. Because when you watch the way he plays for Brentford, it's not like he's waiting for the ball to be passed to him and he will just and he will just shoot. No. More times than not, he is heavily involved in build-up play. Sometimes dropping very deep to connect with the midfielders and carry the ball from the middle third to the um to the final third of the pitch. He's a complete striker. A lot of teams that needed strikers last season might have ignored him when he was probably going to cost like 40 to 50 million. But with the way he has started this season, if he continues with this same form and this same consistency, he's going to be he's going to be leaving Brands but for nothing less than 60 million. Mark my words. He's giving Tammy Brown, but yeah. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> Ibrahim, what do you feel about Ivan Tony? 
Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, to be uh, to be honest, I don't really have any special feelings towards him. I, I know he's a good striker, but I don't know. He just seems like the kind of striker that is suited for a small team like Brentford. I don't see him giving that same output he does normally to to a big team. I was really surprised that he scored the free kick though. I never knew he could play free kicks Bro. like that. But... The keeper didn't even move at all. He, was, he just looked at it like that. That should clear any doubt you have. When was the last time you, you've seen a striker score free kick, bro? bro. When was the last time? Bro. Show you how bad it is. That, yeah. that really was mental. I swear to God, I was shocked. Like I screamed. Did did you do you do you, you know about his penalty record for Brentford? 18 yeah. taken, 18 scored. Bro, this guy, this guy is the real deal, man. He's not he didn't come to England to joke with anybody. I mean, I I keep I think I keep an open mind watching him from now on. I think he has a lot to offer. So let's just see how he does it and how he goes. Yeah. So yeah. I really what, I really want to see how he will end the season. I mean, 12. He scored 12 goals last season for a brand. Ivan Tony. Yeah. So how do you feel about him? Ivan Tony, my man. My real G. Yeah, Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony is my man. Like, I've been following him for a while now. I I have a guy on, I'm following on Twitter that is a Brentford fan. So, like, he tweets a lot about Ivan Tony. And since then, I've been tracking his progress right until he came to Premier League. And, I'm not surprised he's doing all these things because he has the skill set. He has all it takes to be a striker, to be honest. The only question mark I have for him, but personally, personally, I I I don't really hype young players too early like that. But I know he has the skill set and the question mark for me is just if he can keep up consistently at top level, which I feel that if he's able to secure a better team than Brentford, he should be able to do that. Like he's, he should be able to replicate what Kane is doing to an extent for England also. So yeah, personally, I'm not surprised. He's a he's a top guy. He's a top yeah. guy. And this, I just hope this he partnership, this partnership he has with Mbwemo is actually very good, to be honest. If you will see like, like most of them play very, very good. Like they actually play very good football, to be honest. Yeah, Mbemo has really improved this season. He has really improved. He has upped his game. I think these are some factors that limited um, Tony's game last season. So, yeah, let's see how they, they play out this season. But, yeah, we don't want to dwell on, on that for long. We are going to the major game of the week. I'm sure this is where everybody has been. <laughs> Um, Manchester United versus Arsenal at Old Trafford. 3-1 for Manchester United. It was an amazing show. Um, nobody, ex- a lot of people didn't expect it. I mean, I did a poll on Twitter some hours before the game to um, for people to give a, a prediction about the game. So um, the poll ended with, I'm coming here, the poll actually ended with 47% of people voting Manchester United to win, 42% going for an Arsenal win, and 11% going for a draw. But yeah, um, let's start with Doha. 
your hand, Jibu. What, what do you guys what do you guys feel about your well, thing? Why are you starting with me, please? <laughs> <laughs> You guys, let's go. What do you think about about the game on your team? Do you is it anybody's fault? Was it just destined for Manchester United to beat you? Because they've just been a nemesis to you. They've all been in your ass. Your unbeaten run in 2004, the 49 games, they broke it. And this unbeaten again this year, they broke it. Were they sent to you? What's the problem? Well, um, any game, any anyone that goes to Ultra for to get a result has always been difficult. It's always been difficult to get a result at that stadium. But this Arsenal team, like, a statement was needed for the Arsenal team and the Manchester United team, considering it's um, Benghan and Arsenal's unbeaten. But... Well, the team played very well. I was impressed. By the team played very well, but um, I I think we we missed Pate in that midfield because um this guy Sambi Sambi was not bad. He was not terrible in the game at all. But when Bruno was making charges, I know it it was as if like he allowed him to like control the game. Pate won't allow that. Even I say you go top card, you go top like. But he was just like almost riding the boy. Yeah. So I believe like we missed something in the um midfield region. And the um I think um 78th substitution that um this guy made, what's his name? Um the three subs um Ateta made are not in support of it at all because we were still controlling the game at that moment. It was still two one. We were still in my use as like they sat back and we were still boiling them. When it changed the formation, it changed to um to the four four two. That was where like the old squad was like instructed and everything. But the boys, the boys were fantastic, but couldn't get the results. Fair enough. So, don't go. Um, Dora, you know, you know, I told you, I told you that all this initial gaga. I'm very sure I can quote Kamal's word, initial gaga. You've experienced the real, the real hustle. But yeah, wait, just chill now, chill, chill. Um, let's go and more you fun. How do you feel about the match, Dimala? <laughs> yes. So like, um, yeah, it was a very good game. Uh, it lived up to the building and um, the first chord. All of our players touched the ball in a sequence of 18 passes before we scored. No Arsenal player touched the ball in that period of time. It's very similar to the Gomez scored against us like three years ago that every player on the pitch touched the ball before they scored. But yeah, that was what we did to Arsenal. So that is all, that's also like a display of how we, of how we were very controlled in position and and on and of how we we used territory as much as we as much as we had position. So it was a very good game ball. Arsenal fans have reason to be optimistic. I mean let's all face it, man. Like 
they don't have world-class players all over. I'm not saying Man United have world-class all over, but like to do what Arsenal intends to do, you need to have world-class world class players more times than not. And you also need to have um, decent backups. If all of their players come back from injury, I have I see no reason to believe why they can't continue the season with the same momentum they started. Yeah, but it was a good game. We're back from our short break and we're going to be going deep into our discussions. We're reviewing Arsenal and Manchester United games at Old Trafford. And yeah, just like I said earlier, Doha, this is your, your time of test. I mean, the major, the beginning of your test, you guys failed to beat an ordinary Manchester United that hasn't been able to figure themselves out. I mean, what do you think about the match first? Because I have a lot to drag you on. <laughs> no, don't, your opinion is not needed, please. And <laughs> you, why, 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 why do you feel that this is our first test? That's exactly. just so. That's no, that's so unprofessional, please. What, what's unprofessional, bro? Is the realistic truth? Let's be honest. Look it's at not your... realistic. Look I at, defeated at... Crystal Palace. Hold on, I so, defeated Crystal Palace. So, Liverpool was not able to defeat them. I so defeated Aston Villa. Liverpool is, Liverpool is as weak as as any. Oh, like it's not okay. Ac- accepted. I defeated Aston Villa. They drew Man City. So okay, continue. Man, the Manchester United. Like the painful thing, the painful thing is it is coming from it is coming from a Chelsea fan that beats dismantled. Please, that have you? Just have you? We are talking you, about you you haven't played these leads now, so rest. When you play them, it's not like they're bad this season now, my guy. Uh, you should you should rest also. Well, <laughs> about the game. Um, I'm going to disagree with um Demola with um, when he said that he the Manchester United totally dominated the game. Like I don't I don't even understand where you saw that starts from, bro. That that big headed United were the underdog, man. To be honest, I guess I'm in um in the initial stage when the game started, they had to, the possession. They had the control of the game. I was really, really worried because Arsenal's Arsenal were not pressing the way I expected them to press. Because man, you can't even build up. And when Arsenal started growing into the game, you could see that the Jets started playing long balls. Yeah, it might be right with the first goal that all their players touched the ball. It was just a coincidence in the game. They could not build up, and we could see how Ramsdale was distributing passes throughout the match. We could build up easily, and then we had the control in the midfield. They just played on counter, and I think it's 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 like a learning curve for Arsenal, Arsenal defenders that even when you are playing high up in the pitch against opponents like that, you should be you should also be wary of the counter threats, which is what. Manchester United dominated with. Yeah, um, uh, I feel that we missed party too. I, I don't want to dis. I don't want to criticize Lukonga. He had a very good game, but I just it's it was just his positioning that was a problem for me. He was not in the right places when Manu started 
their counterattack, which which party would have been in all these little little interceptions go a long way. And I I just and Arsenal's note, I feel that it's just us not being clinical because we had shots, we created chances. You don't go to Old Trafford. You don't go to all these away grounds. You don't go to Anfield, Old Trafford, Etihad, and don't be clinical. You have to be clinical. You have to put the ball in the net. And that is what we could not do because we had come game. But as Demola said, yeah, they were just clinical. They they could score their goals. That's just it. I'm positive. There's the positive to take for us, uh, positive to take for us now, and which is putting in a performance like that at Old Trafford. It's a really, really big, really big influence um, thing from the young boys. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not really worried. I'm not really worried going forward. I feel they'll do they'll do better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not worried. Bro, I'm missing your next episode. You say I'm not worried. I'm going to beat Tottenham. I'm going to beat Benford. I'm going to beat Tottenham. Exactly. Bro, you have... Guys... I can't hear you. Looks like your network is bad. Speak up. I don't understand. You're not worried. You have Everton next, then Brentford, yeah. then Spurs, mm-hmm. Liverpool, Leeds, and Man City. I don't understand where this confidence is. The, the only the only problem with that fixture is is just Man City. Okay. <laughs> Last night, I'm going to I'm going to remind you. I'm going to put it out here. Your next six fixtures, you're not getting away with more than. More than win, 10. Win. 10. You're not getting with away with more than 10. And I'm staying it out here. After Man City's game, we're going to sit down and analyze it. You're not getting away with more than 10 points. Put me no here. Not so out of possible 18 points, we are not getting more than 10 points. Confirm. I'm telling you right okay. now. Maybe your victories might be against Everton, Brentford, and Leeds. And maybe a draw with Spurs. That's all. Nothing else. I don't understand where your confidence is coming from, bro. I told you, you just had a very good luck with the good group of teams that they gave you to play. Don't don't be feeling like you've arrived. Okay, now we've, we've seen better side of sports. No problem. No we have come to um. When you are put to play them, so yeah, Ibrahim. Um, I'm sure you're super pumped. Um, Marcos Rashford has been amazing. He has three goals so far and two assists. Um, Ericsson was really good against um, Manchester, against Arsenal. He gave an assist. And yeah, your recent signing, who happens to be Anthony, scored a very good goal. I mean, Manchester United were able to maximize the opportunities they had against Arsenal to win. How do you feel about this? Were you confident on a win before the match? And how do you feel beating, like, throwing Arsenal off their 100% record? (laughs) Yeah, first first of all, shout out to Marcus Rashford, man. Like, he's been getting mistakes, but I'm I'm impressed with him so far. He's picking his phone back up and he's getting, he's he's, he's going already. Um, to be honest with you, I said it from the beginning of this podcast, like, honestly, in all honesty, I had no fear about Arsenal, man. 
I've been seeing it from the beginning that Arsenal, they are one injury away or marks to injury away from crisis. Like, like it was so obvious already. I had, <clears throat> they brought in, who, who the fuck is Sambi Lokonga? Like, who's that, who's that boy? Like, <laughs> Bro, do you know, do you know like, I was having a discussion with somebody, like, huh? discussion with somebody and he said, Sambi Lokonga is the actual debate for yeah. where, how, I don't understand where. <laughs> like, for those I was saying, like, all these, like, little children, like, you're bringing them out here to come and play. Like, I was like, and I still believe, like, uh, we were the first real challenge. Yeah, they beat all these other teams. Well, those teams are not anywhere near the top six, as we all know it. Their first real challenge, and they crumbled, honestly. Um, I don't even know what going to. This is my um, Scott McTominay. He's just been balling out, like, the, the day Casemiro landed, that guy, like, like he has a phobia for the bench. Like, he doesn't even want to near that bench. Oh, he's been so, like, in trigger. Like, I won't even be annoyed if he was to start the next game, to be honest. <clears throat> Anthony, Anthony really impressed me, too. He came on. He did his thing. I was first skeptical about him starting, but, man, I've already learned to give faith to Ten Hag. He started his, his new buy and... He, he hit the ground running with an amazing goal. And like, the same, like, the funny thing about that goal was that Ramsdale thought he was right-footed. So the way he died for that ball, like he, he moved to the right, thinking he's going to, and then my boy, just, he just, he's just like, what's this guy doing? He used that strong-ass left foot of his and buried it into the bottom left corner. Like, I was like, I've seen enough already. This guy is, this guy is a real deal already. Let's go. We've always, we've been looking for a left-footed winger, just like Greenwood, and I think we found our man already. And my defense, I, I, I can't even lie to you. Varane, Martinez, like those guys, those guys are, like, they are a crazy upgrade to Maguire and Lindelof. They complement each other so well. They are so solid. So, oh like, they have good, they have good chemistry already. A lot of people have been saying Varane is is a flop. He's not. He's like just granite dust. I mean, he's showing us already who he is. He's Champions League Varane, and this is what he can bring to the table. This is what he can do. Even that goal, Arsenal score, Bukayo Saka, it's just communication, like, error. Like, that goal was never meant to go in. It was a fluke of a goal, to be honest with you. I didn't, I was not impressed at all. Left to me, that match to be a solid P0. Um, yeah, so, we, we, we build up on that and we go to the next match. Like, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not, I wasn't scared. I wasn't worried at all. I was like, I was so confident about this match already. Arsenal is not going to beat Manchester United this season. We're going to go to the Emirates. We're going to beat them again. It's going to be the same thing back to back. So um, yeah, let me just stop. I'll see I've, I've, I've marked your words already. So let's let's see as it goes. Yeah, just as you know, Arsenal, Manchester United has been able to take away Arsenal's victory. Um, the hundred percent record. And yeah, we've come to the end of today's podcast. Um, we're going to be going to the to the fantasy Premier League prediction, and every one of us is going to give their fantasy prediction so far. And yeah, I'm going to start with my own. I just like we always do here. Uh, my fantasy ended with 
I think 47 points. Let me let me get my phone quickly and go through it. Yeah. My fantasy ended with 47 points. I think it was a general bad bad game week for everybody because the average was 45, which is very poor. And yeah, a lot of things happened. Trent was subbed off at the 58th minute, which was a very big blow for a lot of players because a lot of a lot of people actually had him. About forty six thousand five hundred and twelve people actually brought him in, and yeah, it was a major blow for a lot of people, a lot of owners. Um, nothing serious. Haaland was impressive. Scored a goal. He was my captain. I had eighteen points for me. My major blow was um Jesus, who just a point. Kukurea just a point. And yeah, that was it. So my my fantasy didn't really pop, wasn't really popping at all. So how was your fantasy? How did your fantasy look at the end of the day? Um, just like I had, I think I had forty-seven points. Also, it was not really impressive. Not an impressive game week. Um, I used my wild card. But the positive thing about it is that I have I have good set of players in the long run. So even if I'm going to make some changes, just one or two changes. So for now, I have Mitrovic, Aland, and Asus up front. So I think that should keep me going for the next couple of weeks. Um, the only question mark is Salah. But then I just I just Wait, want do you to still have Salah? I still have Salah, so I just want to trust him. Oh, that. Wow. I just want to trust him because he's Salah. Because I, I, I personally feel I think I've said it here before that if anything good is going to come off Liverpool, is going to be at the heart of it. Um, I, I don't see I, I don't see Diaz dropping that kind of performance yet. I don't know if I, you, you you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I don't see Diaz popping the goal steady, steady, steady like Salah. So if anything is going to come good, it's still going to be Salah. So that's why I just want to keep it ar- around. And I might be wrong with that. It might come through Nunes. Yeah, th- this one that Nunes is back, that might happen. But I just I just strongly feel that it should I come through. I do. I do. Salah. do you, wait, wait. Do you feel? Do you feel like look at look at Liverpool's team here? Yeah. Femi, when Nunez got a red card, Femi came in about four goals. Let me check. He has about four goals and three assists. Do you think he's mm. proper for um for for LM um Georgian club to put him in on the bench? I mean, Pepiad has been very integral. He has he has he has basically contributed to the highest number of goals and assists combined in less lesser games. Don't you feel like yeah. Liverpool should change their system? Maybe play him as a nine and put Darwin up top. And what do you think? Um, well, I, it's it's really difficult to change a working system. Uh, so it's not working for them this season. Let's let's be honest. It's not working. Well, it's I, I it's not I I really don't think it's about the system. I feel it's just the quality of players and most especially their midfield. That's just the problem for me. That's just a problem for them, to be honest. Um, Femio coming in as a 10 is something that looks very good on paper, but it might not really work for them in 
implementation because they have to switch to four two four two three one if that is going to work out. And most of their players, but they've played, they played it before, you know, like on that just few. Yeah, just few, 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 yeah, few times. With, few times. With Shaquille playing at the ten, and it wasn't uh-huh. bad. So I uh, feel, like, but in the, in this sense, it's not some. It might not be something that might work out for them in the long run. They might try it out in some games in the season. Yeah, probably some calling cups or or FA Cup or maybe Premier League matches that might come easy for them. They can try that out. But in the long run, I feel he's going to stick with the four three three because. If uh, they they don't have the profile of players, because if you want to switch to four two three one, it is only familiar now that we can say in that team that can really play in that AM role. Most of the players is getting in as central midfielders, like a box to box midfielders that suits the four three three formation. Do you get? So I don't see him. Uh, they have Fabio Cavallo now. Uh, he's playing as a, 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 a moving eight for them now. The four three three system. Yeah, he can play the AM rule, I guess, yes, but I don't see club situation because right from time club has always been a four three three fan. Oh, right oh. from his Dortmund days. Do you, is there any player you feel like um people should look into for this game with that? Uh, uh, I feel that most people have Zaland already, so getting Zaland is a must now. And um, oh, the only question mark is if for those that still have Salah, if you cannot trust Salah, you might just sell Salah and get probably De Bruyne or something. Yeah, De Bruyne. But okay, yeah, before we go on, let me just take you guys through the game week for um, Fulham, Chelsea, Top 30 on Saturday, Bournemouth, Brighton. 3 p.m. Leicester at Sevilla, Liverpool, Southampton, Brentford. Then by 5:30 we have Man City and Spurs. On Sunday we have Arsenal, Everton, West Ham, Newcastle, Crystal Palace, and Manu. Then on Monday Leeds is facing Nottingham Forest. So yeah. So has there any any other inclusion from your end? Mm, nothing. No. no. Uh, no, come, come, come. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Ibro, Ibrahim, what's up? Skittles, how's your fantasy looking like? Um, I had a very bad fantasy week. I ended with 45 points. Um, uh, I was also affected by the trend, so by 59 minutes. My biggest point giver was Haaland. As I captained him, he gave me 18 points. My other two players I grabbed me some points was Pascal Gross and Kyrian Trippier. So I think those three guys really, they're the only ones that um, pushed my team to even have the average of the week. Yeah, so this is my last chance. This is my last um, game week. I'm giving Salah a chance. I'm sitting, I, I sold Chala Salah already, to be honest. So he's out of my team. And I've replaced him with um, Alexander Isak. Who else? Um, so let me look at this. Isa- I got um, Wilfred Zaha and McAllister in too. And I also bought in, brought in Martinelli for the first time. So I'm looking to... But I'm not, I didn't use my wild card. I only used the free hit to just check it out. How it's going to play out. If I like it, then I'm going to use my wild card to bring these guys in. Or I could just 
start transferring them in one by one. But so I'm really looking forward to the next game week. So yeah, come, that's so. Come, come. Is there any, any advice, any player you think you should watch out for? What do you say? Is there any player you, you want us to watch out for? Yeah, everyone should get Rashford. Rashford is he's playing Man U striker right now and he's on form. I really <laughs> think everyone Marcos Rashford right now. If you want Marcos Rashford, and he's extremely cheap before it gets expensive, he's six point five million. He's more cheap than any of your midfielder. So I already got him Rashford back and yeah, let's see how it goes from here. Jibo, what's up? How's your fantasy looking like? How many points are you able to accumulate and how's it looking? I don't play that shit, my bro. Are you serious? Oh. Yeah. Mid-season, I always, I always drop it. Like, I always, I always, I always just forget about it. Oh, mad. It, it, it always starts with the late transfers, then suddenly, 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 just drop it. So I just stop playing. Well, you'll be Arsenal fans. I will not say it, but... Shut up, shut up. Nah, top of <laughs> am the, I might not, call I might you the Arsenal fan. fan. Uh, Am I not an Arsenal fan? Am I not topping you? you? This nonsense idiot. Now why you did that? So yeah, Demola, also, how's your fantasy looking like? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So yeah, I need to brag about my team. I have, I have Rashford. He, he gave me 18 points. I've had him since game week one, actually. And yeah. I reaped I I reaped my I reaped the benefit of my patience. I I ended with fifty-eight points, I think. Yeah, fifty-eight points. I captained Haaland and um I had a couple of other guys. Uh I had Martinelli and Salah, two very dead guys. Um I I so basically it was Rashford and Haaland that gave me points, man. Um, I had John Stones, Malaysia in my defense. Both of them dropped two, and I had Alison. Alison gave me eight points. So basically, I got most of my Where points from, from Alison, Haaland, and Rashford. Yeah. But yes, uh, um, I hope for a better week. I hope for a better game week next week. So yeah, is there any player we should look into? Um. I'll be getting Ivantoni. I'll oh. take only what out and I'll get Ivantoni. Yeah. I'm thinking Honestly, about... I've I've been I've been suspecting Gabriel Jesus. This is like the second game we hit on the road. <laughs> Nothing from him yet. So the, the, the guy is the guy is moving suspects. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is this is his last time. Uh, this this last game week, I actually considered Ivan Tony, but I I opted for Mitrovic because it was cheaper. I Ivan Tony was seven point one or so. So with his yeah. trick now, he might get an increase again. So I just went yeah. for Mitrovic instead. You know, you know, I actually like after Darwin Nunez had a red card, I replaced Nunez with Ivan Tony. But that time I didn't have Haaland in my team. So when Haaland popped, I just sold him and got got Haaland. And now he's popping. I don't know. I'm giving Jesus last chance. Yeah. So yeah, a player I want, I think you guys should get your team is Sterling. I, feel I like was just uh, about everybody should sell Salah and get Sterling. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's looking very, very crispy. 
And yeah, we should expect a couple of things from him. Another player I also feel you can get in school is um yeah, get three PA if you don't have him. I don't have him also. He's part of the players I'm, I'm considering getting. So yeah, he'll be is a very TP of Newcastle. He'll be okay. a very, very good Sorry, um, player inclusion to the team. I'm also looking at selling Alexander Arnold. Honestly, he's, he's overly expensive for the kind of performances. I've sold him. So yes, I think that that and for the midfield, I think I had a player I wanted to talk about to be honest. Um let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Let me see. Yeah, on that talk about Rashford, he's he's looking promising. So he should be an option. Like you guys should look into him. And then McAllister of Brighton, he's he's a very I spoke about him last week and it was as if God was listening to me. Apparently, I don't even have him in my team. But yeah, he was able to he scored a brace. Almost a hat trick because he scored a he scored and one of his goals was cancelled. Imagine if you had him in your team, it would have been a very big booster to you. He's Brighton, one of in as much as he's a he's, he plays as a midfielder in Brighton, he's also their penalty taker. So it can be a very, very big boost to it. Anyways, we've come to the end of today's episode. Um, thank you so much guys um so much for being on today's episode it has been an amazing encounter with you guys um if you are listening to the soccer pod for the first time or if you are a um, recording listener please ensure you subscribe to the streaming platform you are listening from and ensure you also share it with your friends so they can get to listen to our fantasy predictions and also like be fantasy aware if you haven't joined our league, ensure you join so you can compete with experts. I'm definitely sure, like at this moment, our league is booming with excessive fire. Like we're averaging less than 50 points per week. Like I'm talking about the whole league in general. So yeah, it's been an amazing ride with you. Please, most importantly, don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family and also drop a review in whatever streaming platform you're listening to. So um, I remain my humble self, Salahuddin Nuruddin, and see you after the game week. Yeah, bye. <sighs> Almost.